Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Liverpool 2, Manchester City 2. Is Mo Salah the king or what? Well, what I'll say is, and and again, I've been uh, on him about why does he want to get half a million pounds a week? Uh, what can I say? That's why he wants to get half a million pounds a week. I just wish he'd do it more. Especially on the first goal. The the second goal, granted, he tries at every single game and it usually doesn't work, right? But the first goal, yes. I've never seen him be so intentional about attacking and then just slip a through ball so effectively as he did in that play. The, and I'm the, wondering, if you, if you can do that, why can't you do that every single time? Yeah, like the first goal suggested a moderate to high level football IQ. Right, which is a shock. It's not it's that. not something, yeah. It's not his usual. No. Um I I don't know. I honestly don't know. It was it was it was a great like he ran with purpose, but he also ran and it was clear in his run he had no intention of going all the way. His whole intention One- was to start the play moving and then put a ball through. You could see it right off the bat and he's usually not like that. So I mean I'm 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 happy. I Yeah, I I wonder if it's a very well set plate or designed play that worked exactly how they've they practice on training. Because he didn't even look up. He kind of knew where Mani was going to go. Mani kind of knew what he had to do. And to your point, usually when he's in that position, not so much this season, but in the past, he wouldn't. He he had no interest in, in trying to pass. But this season, he's been trying to pass, but without that level of intelligence that this this play seems to, to suggest. So the other one that I would say is Mane hasn't necessarily been um, in the right spot every time. So on this one, Mane actually left you can see that Mane left his original run that he wanted to make mm-hmm. and he cut further to the wing so that he could get right in front of the the defender. And that's what made the play. So, you know, how much of this is down to Salah making the pass this year and Mane just not being there? I mean, I don't know, but again, that, that goal was surprising in so many ways because Salah made the, the right football play, a brilliant pass to a guy that, is usually not in the right spot lately. He's he's doesn't seem to be doing it. And then he also, um, I mean, Mane finished it. So I mean, I don't even know what you say to that because that yeah. hasn't really been his calling card lately. No, I, I I haven't seen those two combine like that in that manner for at least three years. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's got to be about three. Any time that they assist to each other, it's usually kind of pretty much a fluke. <laughs> Right, or it's one of those that you're like, oh God, don't make that pass, and then somehow it gets there, and you're like, oh, that was pleasant. Right, but this one was very intentional. So intentional, right? So whatever Klopp did with with them to to pull up that play, he needs to to find more of that. Well, I mean, I think that whatever Klopp did at halftime, he needs to do more of that because, oh my God, was the first half not pleasant. And I blame I I blame the coach. Right, so Agreed. we've had this conversation. Um, as much as people say Pep needs money to be successful, that's regardless. He he is a coach who makes in-game changes to impact the the outcome. Right, so you could see the changes that he was making in-game, and you could see how much 
effort and, and time he's put into trying to counter playing against Liverpool over the years. Whereas with us, we just come out with the same thing every single time. Yeah, agreed. I, I mean, the beginning of the game, the first, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, whatever, we had good energy. We were pressing well. We won a lot of balls. Um, and and it seemed to be going in the right direction. But it was very clear that, you know, Man City has trained, has strategized, has whatever you want to call it, to get us or, or to wear us down. And that's what they did. They, they, not that we were tired, but just the way they were playing was very deliberate to get us, uh, you know, to kind of drop off. And, and we did, we stopped pressing high. We stopped, we lost some energy. It was, it was not good by the end of the half. I think we were all just very happy. We'd gotten to the half and it was a minor miracle that we didn't, you know, we weren't down a a goal or two. Yes. So I think that in previous seasons, Man City has always been caught off guard with our high intensity start. And you can see that's something Pep has worked on with, with his team. Um, they they now know to expect it and to ensure that they, they don't concede very early like they had in the past. Then typically after 15, 20 minutes, then they can start to get into the game and then play to their own strength. Which, I mean, they did great on. Um, again, the, the not scoring, I, I hear a lot of, you know, commentary about how if they had a proper number nine you know they would have finished and and while i get that to some degree i honestly think if they had a real number nine i think it would just change their team like and like, that's probably why pep is not insisting on it otherwise yeah you, you, you'd be sure that by now he'd have got a striker yeah because they they play with every player right they don't just sit a guy up front and and let him kind of rove or whatever everything's in a structure everything's in a plan so a number nine wouldn't always be in those places that they, you know, would magically be in the right spot to score because that's not how how Pep plans. And also the the striker needs to be part of a defensive core. So, you know, as much as I agree that, you know, they were a little bit unlucky not to score against us, I also think that, you know, they're they're not a team that's tailor-made for a traditional nine, just like we're a team that could use a number nine, but not one that plays in the traditional sense. Agreed. Um, and, and, and I'm more than curious to see how Kane would have fit into this team. Well, I think you'll get a chance to soon enough. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be coming, right? Like after a game like this, they've, they've got to know that they have to have him. I mean, you know, let's, let's be honest. I, I heard a lot of, you know, commentary about how, uh, you know, Man City, you know, played so well and they deserved the tie, if not the win, blah, blah. The bottom line is, uh, you know, Man City's second goal was dumb luck. There's nothing else to it. It The, you know, the pass got to a guy you never intended it to. The shot was tipped away from the goalie. You can't get more dumb luck than that. Not to mention the whole, oh my God, how did Fabinho miss that ball at the end? I mean... I know Rodri came yeah, in I, with the tackle, but come on, man. You got to finish that. Yeah. He, he's, he's, I mean, obviously he's not a striker, right? So his instinct was not to hit it first time or to think about lifting it or anything else. He, he was just playing it as a defensive midfielder would, right? Safety first. Just make sure I get it on target. And then even if it takes 10 million years, right? <laughs> Which it did. He had so much time. 
Oh my goodness. I, I was almost in shock. I thought, oh, this must be an offside or something. Cause how on earth can you have that much time? But I don't know. He's gone to the like Mane school of finishing and he's, I don't know what, what to say. That was, I mean, regardless, I think we had a lot of good chances. You know, we, if we had won the game, I wouldn't have said that's totally unfair to Man City. I think that we, we played quite well in the second half. You know, they didn't finish their chance in the first half and that happens. You know, if you, if you get a bunch of chances, you don't finish them. Then in the second half, things happen. I mean, how many games have we had where that was the storyline? But to be fair, though, if the teams were reversed, we would not be impressed with Milner still being, Milner still being on the field and we'd still be complaining about that right now. No, I mean, I, I agree. Company should have gotten the straight red. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about this year. Oh, okay. Uh, it's pretty rich that Pep went crazy and kept talking about it when he knows he won a championship on company not getting a red. So um, you win some, you lose some. That's just kind of the way I see it. I'm not, you know, should Milner have gotten the yellow? Absolutely. On the second one. Um, that being said, you know, the angle of the referee, um, you know, the way the game was being played, it was clear Bernardo Silva was looking to get bailed out with a foul, like, you know, so I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't a yellow. I'm saying that maybe there was something in the ref's head. He didn't want to, you know, similar to the ref that didn't give company that yellow when he made the, you know, knee high tackle on Salah. He didn't want to affect the game. This ref didn't want to affect the game either. He wanted it to end 11 and 11 and the best team win. So, you know, to no, some no, degree, I can point. understand right. that. So, yeah, and, and that's my point. So um, somewhere in a parallel universe, there are two Man City fans having a podcast where they're telling Liverpool fans to stop complaining about the company red or supposed red, right? Absolutely. So, so, my point- so in my defense on the company red, it was voted... It, that was the year before VAR came in, and it was voted by all fans, not just Liverpool fans, as the most egregious bad call that VAR would have overturned. So I, I take solace in the fact that even Liverpool, even non-Liverpool fans agree with me on this one, but I agree. I mean, you know, we feel hard done by that one. They feel hard done by this one. It's just the game of football. Yeah, and I think a, a tie was the best result. Um, it would have been... Neither team deserved to lose, and it would have been a little bit harsh on Man City to have lost. However, that is football, right? Things happen, but I think at the end, and you could tell by the way they were all responding with each other, interacting with the players and coaches. I think they all knew, yeah, let's just shake hands on the draw. We're the best teams in the country, and we'll we'll see you again soon. Yeah, I mean, I'd say we're the best team in the country if you could just take Milner out of that lineup. Oh, my God. In the midfield, I mean, at least is one thing, but just, I I don't know, like either either Klopp needs to trust an echo or go out and get, you know, Simikas' clone on, on the other side of the field. Cause I, can, I can see why he didn't put Nico Williams. Nico will, would have got a few yellows. Well, it's not a few yellows, but he would have got a <laughs> yellow. He would have put... Uh, potentially giving away a penalty because he he is apt to do that. So I can understand why he wouldn't have wanted to put him under that pressure for this game. However, um, Milner there is probably not the answer, but I wouldn't have played Gomez either. So yeah, I don't know what he does. In hindsight, Milner was probably the best thing. However, he had no support from Henderson, which is another story. Well, but then the other side to it is, is you know going into the season, you have Alexander-Arnold there you know you have Neko Williams as his backup. 
if you don't trust them in a game like this, give them some game time. Yeah. No, no, okay. You don't want to sell him because he's talented or whatever. Fine. Yeah, you're right. Sell him, buy somebody else. But if you don't do that, give him some game time. How many minutes has Neko played this year so far? Zero. So Zero. we're not we're not giving the guy any time. How are you expecting him to learn the craft? You know, if you're gonna make him the backup, you gotta give him a chance to learn his craft. Um, so I also find that on Klopp, regardless of the circumstance, it was on him. He should have either prepared Neko or found a different sub because Milner was, I mean, we knew from the beginning of the game, Milner was not going to be great. And he was, he was flat out bad. And I got to be honest. I know this is going to sound super weird. I actually think this is the game that could ruin Foden because he's not as good as he looked. Let's be blunt playing against Milner makes you look a lot better when you're a young fast guy. And the goal he scored was admittedly a great shot. I mean, I've seen him take shots before. They're generally not that good. And by the end of the game, he was yapping at the ref like he was the captain. So it's, you know, we've we've talked about how Klopp didn't play Jones to try to, you know, bring him back to earth, try to keep him from getting too high on his horse. I wonder if this is the game that makes Foden think that he's, you know, God's gift to football. It would be I interesting don't think so because when 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 I hear him speak in interviews and and even after the game, the way he showed respect to Milner and, and the Liverpool team and even the referees, right? So um, I think he's just a, that's just how he plays, right? I don't I don't think there's any um, unhealthy arrogance there. I think that's just the way he plays, and I I actually do think he's a good player, and and I don't understand why they needed to buy Grealish when they have both him and Sterling who can do more than Grealish can. Right. Well, and, and, so and don't even... Foden's good. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that Foden's good. I don't think he's as good as he seemed in this game. Cause I think Milner made him look much better. I felt like Milner, like Milner also gambled a couple times on chances that he should have, you know, been just played it safe on. And, you know, I, Honestly, I I also thought Van Dyke didn't have a great game, and no. and so let's let me let me ask you in this way: What did who do you think on the Liverpool side did not play well? How about that? Henderson for sure. Yep, he was a he was our worst player. Milner, I mean, he didn't play well, but he played as well as I expect him to play, as well as he could. Exactly. He didn't underperform his ability. No, I would say, and it, it it is interesting how, for some reason, when you when you're filling it at fullback, you tend to do better on the opposite wing, and and I don't know why that is. Maybe because he's right footed, and so when he's playing on the left and an attacker's coming in, it's easier for him to usher him to the corner, or as the attacker tries to cut and tackle that way, right, as opposed to trying to to slide tackle or cover on your better side i don't know so th- that's why he seems to be stronger left back but anyway uh going back to your question henderson for sure milner is up there um so so i want, this... I want to say go ahead jota for sure yeah uh, he he is he is what he is he doesn't add much to the play but he's a striker so at least he's taking dangerous shots and then for sure Firmino. When he came on. I was so you know what? I'm going to tell you who I thought was 
fairly weak and and it's his second game in a row is Fabinho. I actually thought he wasn't very good. I I think he went through large stretches where I didn't really notice him. He wasn't really intercepting the ball. He wasn't, you know, stopping rushes. He wasn't he wasn't doing all the stuff that, you know, we expect him to. And in looking at so I look at the the rating for each player, he was actually the lowest rated for our team. He uh by quite a bit. He was rated at 5.9 and the next lowest was Hendo at, at 6.4. He That's probably uh, because people remembered the miss. Oh no, this isn't people. This is the statistical one based on like how many oh, okay. you know passes, how many blocks. So he basically won two of eight duels, which is very poor. And he was dribbled past five times. And he only had one tackle the whole game. Do you think he had a worse game than Henderson? Um, so I didn't think Henderson had a horrible game in a vacuum. But Henderson had a beyond horrible game considering he should have been insulating uh, Milner. Yeah. For what his his purpose in the team is. Yeah, right. his purpose in the team, he didn't, add, he didn't understand it. Yeah, he didn't add drive, he didn't add defense, he didn't add um, attack, and he was giving away balls. Um, he, the same with Fabinho too, yeah, I agree, he didn't have a great game, but I think we we suffer more when Henderson or the other midfielder don't have good games versus if they have okay games and Fabinho has a bad game. Well, you know what I'm starting to wonder is, um, and and we saw it in the first half on, especially on that one play where Ederson put the ball all the way up. Um, I mean, I wonder if teams are starting to notice. And again, started with Brentford, it felt like, but then others have have been trying it since. Is playing out from the back with the long ball, from the goalie with the long ball, because that way you just avoid our defense, or sorry, you avoid our midfield. So you basically take Fabinho out of the play by making a direct attack over his head. And I wonder if teams are maybe going to start thinking that way and now Fabinho doesn't really know how to handle it because he's kind of the guy that breaks up those plays coming up the middle, but the plays aren't coming up right. the middle. They're coming out the back. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i a little bit worried because it's his second not-so-good game in a row in the, in the EPL. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm hoping it's not an injury or it's not something else like that. Um, but I, I, I wasn't super impressed with him. I did think, you know, Curtis Jones, I thought he was pretty good. Uh, Mane, I thought played well, Robbo played well. I, I got nothing about those guys that, that side of the field was fine, but clearly the, uh, the Milner Henderson, uh, connection is, is not uh, Alexander-Arnold and Elliot, that's for sure. What do you think yeah, Alexander-Arnold and Elliot would have done? Would they have been too young, or would they have been like kryptonite to Foden? I'll be honest. I don't think Trent... Having Trent at right back would, would not have given us a better game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I think where we lacked was a midfield. Not having Thiago and not trusting Keita and not having replaced Ronaldo. That's that's what killed us. Yeah, this is because probably the game we missed Genie in. And without that... Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I, I, I think like we've criticized. I can totally see Foden, Sterling, Grealish. Oh yeah, we we have. Um, I'm I'm still okay with him leaving, but I'm not okay with them not replacing him. So I'm I'm okay with him leaving, except for the Man City game, because this is the one game that his, you know, weird style of stop all momentum, turn in a circle, wait for guys to come to you, and then fight out of it is like exactly what you need. I think right. against everybody else, it's annoying and detrimental, but against Man City, it's the perfect tool. You're right. So that's exactly what we missed today. Yeah, and 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 you know, as much as I like Jones, Jones doesn't offer that in spades. He's he's doing it okay, but not at the genie level. And you're right, Hendo. Yeah, and- I, I don't know. Maybe Hendo's older, more tired, injured, something. He's tailing off a bit i don't really know you know what i think happened i i think i think he he he's his head was turned in the summer and he actually considered leaving liverpool for whatever reason contract whatever right and so his heart hasn't been in it for the 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 first few games i think it's slowly coming back but because of that he has to relearn his kind of his um his drive probably something similar to what happened with what's happening with harry kane at, at spurs well, I wonder, do you think having Elliot take your, having an 18 year old take your job, you think that plays on him at all? Probably not. I think it's more, you know, when, when you're happy with some, some, somewhere or with something, and then for the first time you actually consider seriously leaving it, right? And that you're surprised by the fact that you actually considered it. It takes a while to kind of, to come back from that, if you are able to at all. Right, and and I think a lot of what made him who he was in this Liverpool team was his his um, desire to 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 drive this team forward. Did you feel there was a lack of drive or a lack of desire today? I just think he's not focused. Right. Yeah. He's not the most skillful player, but to to just be giving he made a lot of bad decisions, and he's been making a lot of bad decisions this season, and that's kind of concerning. He has he lost possession. He lost possession seventeen times in the game, which yeah. is a lot. That's so taking the, taking a look normal. at Jones, Jones lost possession five times. Yeah, that's huge, absolutely huge. And there was that one play, if you recall, in the middle where I think it was Bernardo Silva who had a, a run with it. He had like a total brain cramp right in the <laughs> middle of the field. Yeah. Yeah, so so Jones oh. lost it five times, Fabinho lost it six times, and Hendo lost it seventeen times. And the one thing that you would hope and you would expect when we had Henderson and, and uh, Wijnaldum in the middle is when they have the ball, they typically don't lose it. Yeah, that that they used to be our calling card, right? Yeah, yeah. Sideways, sideways, back, hold, think, turn, but not mm-hmm. lose. And you're right, we we not gave lose. up a lot of possession. But speaking of Bernardo Silva, so I am actually slightly worried at the way he's been playing. Because I remember, I don't know, it, it is interesting with the Man City team, the way Pep manages his players. Players will just disappear for two seasons, and then they'll come back re-energized, right? Play as, um, as if they're the top five player in the world, and then they'll disappear again for another season. So 
for the past two seasons, Silva hadn't been as prolific as he was the season before that, but now he's really coming along again, and that's slightly concerning. But I mean, they're going to suffer the same problem, problems, whatever you want to call it, that we had, which is, okay, so you play him in the midfield, but that means you're taking other guys out because you still have Fernandinho that, you know, Pep loves. You still have um, uh, Grealish, who I guess is now playing as a forward, even though I never thought of him as a great forward. Like, I don't know. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but... I don't know when. But that's the thing about Pep. He's not afraid to take out anybody he needs to, right? It's true. I mean, look at Laporte. Yep. Laporte was a world right. beater. To your point, Laporte was a world beater, what, two years ago? It was... And he just disappeared. Yeah, and he, and he literally just disappeared, and he's kind of reemerged this year, and I guess he would have... He probably wished he yeah. wouldn't have uh, been in this game because uh, he got posterized pretty well by Salah there. Yeah. Same with John Stones, and and also now Raheem Sterling is not starting, which is odd, completely strange. Well, I mean, we have I haven't seen him at all this season. Yeah, one one guy I will say I think has played very well is uh, Jesus. He's he's looked really good, and he seems to have a really good understanding of like, you know, cutting across the field and all that. I think his big, um, you know, where he generated again the Foden goal, he generated it by coming across from his side into the middle and then passing it, which I'm, I'm getting more and more worried because I'm seeing that more and more like, like attacks down that down, down Robbo's wing and Robbo plays them fine. But then when they come across the field, we seem to be caught out every time. It's, it's a little bit weird. Yeah, it is. It is becoming a trend and um, we, we are, I mean, it's it's hard to know if every every fan says this about goals they concede, but the goals we concede are always so preventable, you know, and it it, it and it's it's they're not goals that we typically concede in that manner. So when we do, it's extremely frustrating. But it just seems a little bit too easy for the opposition anytime they score. Yeah, I feel like we're back. You know, what is it? Three years ago when like a one goal lead in the last 10 minutes, we were all like terrified or that yeah. was, I, when was that four years ago? We went through a period four. where, where we were terrified of every one goal lead. Then we went through a period where we knew one goal was more than enough. Now I'm mm-hmm. worried we're back to the, we just, we concede that, you know, we were up twice. Like forget the, the, the refereeing, forget anything else. We had the lead twice and we gave it up both times and very quickly. And f- for the second game in a row. And for the second game in right. a row. So very, uh, very similar the way we scored and we just can't hold a lead for more than 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and again, Man City's a good team, but you know, our, our defensive it, line is supposed to be the Cadillac of, you know, all defensive lines. So no, but you know what it comes down to again, it's a midfield. We're not playing with intelligence in the midfield. Right. It's true. And, and and with Fab having that bad a game, you're right. It it definitely yeah. affects the defenders and it puts more pressure on them. And and that's where I think we're missing Tiago because he is he is intelligent. He is somebody that can just slow down the game, speed it up at the right times, right? So he he wasn't he didn't play against Brentford, did he? And he didn't play in this game. No, he was injured. So, yeah, you can totally imagine 
if if we had him today and we had a lead, I don't think we concede. You know, I got to be honest though. I kind of feel like, and again, you might be like, you're crazy. I feel like Keita has the has the intelligence to slow the game down and to, you know, he 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 knows and he feels when the team's getting edgy. So that's that's why a few minutes ago I said um, I, I I forget how I worded it, but it was along the lines of. Uh, we didn't. I was upset that we didn't replace Wanadam, and we don't trust Keita, right? Because we we had him on the bench. He is the next best thing to Thiago, right? Yeah. But again, Klopp just doesn't trust him for whatever reason. But he does trust him. But then when he's out of the team, he doesn't put him Im- immediately back. Yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we only had one sub, didn't we? Oh, two subs: Firmino two, and Jota. Two subs: yeah. Firmino and Jota and Gomez for Milner. But. I, I don't know. Like, in all honesty, you know, like, be brave. Fabinho wasn't having a great game. Move uh, Hendo back into that role because Hendo is clearly not getting what he should do. You know, move Keita in and and move Curtis move. Jones across or something. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like we we saw the problem down that wing the whole game and nothing was done about it. Who would you have have subbed Cater in for? Um, Say at 60, 67 minutes. Either Hendo or Fab. Definitely not Fab. So Even you know if he's what? having a, a bad Honestly, game, you just have to leave him there. But Fab's having a bad game. And frankly, uh, Hendo in that holding defensive role has looked better as time goes on. So when he when he had that role, what three years ago or whatever, he wasn't great. But now, you know, what oh, was it last year? Okay, so he there. started looking okay. a lot better in that role. He seemed the game seemed to slow down a bit for him, and he seemed to realize he didn't need to do everything. So if Fab's having a bad game and Hendo's already on, you're right. Yeah. Pull him off, you know, and and give him a break. Maybe he needs it. Maybe whatever. I mean, Hendo wasn't working in his position. Fab wasn't working in his mm-hmm. position. You know. Make a change. Worst that happens is, you know, Hendo's not doing great in in the defensive midfielder role. But you know, we already had that problem because Fab wasn't doing great. The the unfortunate thing. So in second in the second half, the only thing I'll, I'll fault Klopp for is not making the Milner change at halftime. But it, it worked out for us, right? But um, and Milner should be embarrassed that he he allowed him. I mean, I mean, you you would you would hope that he's wise and mature enough not to you know, make a blatant foul that would cause a second yellow. So he should know better than that. But anyway, um, Klopp was in a tough position because both times we took the lead, the best thing to do is just to allow the team to play through it, right? And he did. Unfortunately, we conceded. So that's not the time to make that change, to take Fabinho off and, and bring Keita because we scored again and then we conceded against. And in the last 10 minutes, is there really any point making that change? I, if anything, I would have brought Origi on and taken off. I don't know. I don't know who you take off, but just to try Firmino, something Firmino, no even changing. though you just brought him on because yeah. he wasn't <laughs> doing anything? No. You know what? I got to be honest. I love Firmino in the midfield role. I, the opposite of love him in that forward role. When he's come on in the midfield, I, I feel like it's opened him up a bit somehow. But in the defensive, in the offensive role, uh, I'm, I'm just, I don't know if he's lost. I don't know. He's not looking great. I, I don't know. It's it's tough. You know, we 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 got a a, a draw, um, 
You know, it's it's yeah. as good as it's going to be. We'll be at the top until Chelsea wins. Um, and you know, it's it'll it'll clearly be a grind. I'm I'm a little bit surprised Chelsea's doing this well this early, but you know, hopefully they the wheels come off at some point for them because I'd be surprised if they can continue this momentum the whole year. But it'll it'll be us and it'll be Manu. I think that's just that's Man just City. what it's destined to be. Yeah, and I've been saying all along since the summer that if we do what we need to do, I'm not really concerned about anybody else, right? This is going to be one of those seasons where we either win it or we'll come sixth, right? And so far, it looks like we're doing what we need to do. Yes, we've tied a few games and dropped points. However, all things being equal, I'm I'm, I'm quite happy with 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 the way we started this season, and I just hope that Klopp has seen enough things to insist on getting in some transfers in January, come January 1st. We do need a midfielder. We need we, we do need to figure out what we want to do at right back because obviously Trent can't be trusted to play the whole season. And sh- he shouldn't have to play the whole season as well. And then we have to decide what we're going to do when our African players leave for a couple games. Yeah, I mean, you know, Man- Mane and Salah, like, I, I don't really know what to what to say there like they're gonna be gone we're replacing it with minamino and origi that'll be rough <laughs> so the only I, good thing is the way the schedules work they miss like an FA Cup game and a couple of like maybe a game, team playing watford or something like that no no huge games but still um we do have to have a plan but knowing us we probably won't have one yeah we don't do a ton of business in january generally that's kind of what we've seen but i mean I don't know the midfield. I don't even need a new midfielder. I just need Klopp to either decide that he's trusting Keita or sell Keita and get a different guy. Like we don't need a new one. Just start trusting the guys you have or get rid of them. You know, and that applies to Keita and it applies to Neko Williams too. You know, either either decide. But do you think Neko could be the answer, or do you think we've just Klopp's like, no, that's not happening? I I think he can do a job, right? He he he's not going to do any worse than Milner did today. So I think he can do a job, and he just had to your point. He just has to trust him. Unfortunately, he was injured for the Norwich game in the EFL Cup. So hopefully he'll be available. I think we're playing Preston in a couple of weeks. So hopefully he'll play that game, and then we'll see how it goes. But as far as the midfielder, we do definitely need a body. We need somebody who's reliable, dynamic, a little bit younger. Because keep in mind, Keita is going to African Nations Cup too, right? That's true. Plus, he's never available. He and Thiago, I mean, you can just write them off. Ox, I don't know what he is anymore. Maybe we should try him at right back, <laughs> right? Same with Minamino. He's a he's more of a forward. So we do need. Okay, body. hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm on this one. Ox at right back. Yeah, I mean, he, he played full. He played fullback at Arsenal. Ironically, which is why he came to Liverpool because he didn't want to play fullback anymore. But tough. But in a pinch, like I'm, I'm genuinely thinking like Ox, Ox has the muscle. Like Foden wouldn't have outmuscled him. Um, and speed wise, he wouldn't run by him like he ran by Milner. He's you know he's had a lot of injuries, but he's still got some you know veteran savvy there. I don't know. I'm actually kind of wondering like. Say after we score our second goal, maybe you bring Ox on to just neutralize Foden because, you know, that that wing was getting exposed. The, the, the only concern is what we saw last season 
where midfielders are playing in defense and they were just giving away cheap cheap penalties, cheap free kicks, right? So That's true. just that experience of knowing how not to foul and and when not to foul. That's the only concern. However, yeah, pace, muscle, everything else, he has it covered. Yeah, I mean, okay, we can we can, you know, moan about Milner all day long, but um I mean, the last thing, you know, I I'm assuming we don't need to talk about man of the match because we all know it's Salah and his world beater goal. Yes. I mean, that was, I just wish he would do it more, but I guess to your point, he does try it every week. It just doesn't come off. Yeah. It's, it's more the first goal that I I wish he would do more of the first goal first or more of the first goal. The second goal. Yeah. He tries that it works or it won't work. That's fine. I'm I'm not concerned about that. But the first one, just showing that game intelligence, that's huge. Cause if you can start doing that, it'll just raise our, um, attacking, um, opportunities immensely oh yeah absolutely and and who knows maybe a game like this where he's got the not just the uh the goal but also the assist maybe that really you know kind of gets him um you know going a little bit better i mean again he's obviously going he's got i don't know what is it seven goals and seven matches nine goals nine matches whatever it is um but maybe it kind of gets his mojo back a bit in terms of like hooking up with Sal- with Sadio Mane, because I don't know if you noticed, but right after the goal, um, yeah, Mane turned and looked right at Salah and pointed, and they both hugged like they used to. So exactly, the animosity was gone, and they're both like, "Hey, man, we work together. Like, good job." So you know, may- maybe this kind of rekindles them. You know, Salah's got his magic, Mane's got the runs, and Salah can see him. Maybe they remember what we did three, four years ago, and they try it again. It's kind of my hope. Yeah. Maybe and, I'm, I mean, maybe I'm just dreaming. Season and a half. Yeah. No, I don't think so because they've been working on it for the past 18 months, right? And it just hasn't been working. They've been looking for themselves, for each other so much, but um, unintelligently. So hopefully you'll start to click and they can, almost like the, the almost assist that Mane gave Salah last game that he missed. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. So hopefully this is the, the start of a nice little run. Of course, we get a, an international break now to give the players, I guess, no break because they're all going to play for the international squads, but gives us as fans a little bit of a break and uh, come back in a couple weeks with uh, another game. And I mean, you know, we won't be facing Man City again for April, is it, or whatever. So I don't know. By then it might be an even bigger game if we're still tied at the top. For more stories, analysis and articles, go to the forensicop.com website.